0: Hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile. And I know it's hard to believe Mint can be any good for just $15 a month. So let's ask Wasim Iknabi, one of Mint's first customers, if he has any issues with Mint. No, the
1: services has been great.
0: And under my ownership, it's going to get even better. How? No clue. Still $15 a month though, right? Yep. To learn more and see our logo, go to mintmobile.com slash Spotify. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms.
1: Start your countdown to the most delicious Sunday of the year at Whole Foods Market. The Easter in Bloom event is on. Experience it in stores from March 29th through April 11th with irresistible deals and delights store wide. Save on feast-worthy animal welfare certified meats like spiral cut ham and boneless ribeye. Then add a flash of green to the scene with savings on organic asparagus. Too busy to cook? Don't sleep on their crowd favorite catering. Find all of that plus source for good floral bouquets and more at your local Whole Foods Market and BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right, welcome in everyone to another episode of the Lowdown Sports Show. I'm your host Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. This episode we are taking a little bit of a different direction but still staying with our basketball prowess and we're talking about what we're most thankful for with the Dallas Mavericks and the Dallas Wings, you know, whether it's moments from the nineties, moments from yesterday, some Luca magic, some Arike oh, magic, yeah. who knows? You know, we're just we're just letting you know what we're thankful for as fans and lovers of the game of basketball supporting our Dallas teams. So first of all, just want to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone who is listening, whether you're listening Absolutely. to this before uh before Thanksgiving. Well, I mean, this episode is actually actually post Thanksgiving. So you'll hear it. Post Thanksgiving anyway, you'll hear about what we were thankful for this year. But uh, if you're after- listening live. Yeah. Um, yeah. To- right, right. You got the live you got the live listeners who are catching us before Thanksgiving and you know everybody who's gets the- who gets the recording after. So uh, you know, indulge it however you feel like you want to. But Let's go ahead and kick things off. We're going to do uh, a few things we're thankful for a piece each. Uh, a few Mavs moments and memories and a few Mavs or a few Wings moments and memories as well. And, of course, we're going to play some with it or quit it to end things off. So, BJ, without further further ado, yeah, let's get, let's get this thing kicked off. Um, you know, BJ, there's a lot of memories in Dallas Mavericks history. That oh yeah. that we could list off like three definitely does not do our, our 26 years on earth of being maverick fans <laughs> justice. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's things that happened when we were born that we could go back to, you know, uh-huh. stuff when we before we were in school running around in diapers, you know, stealing, candy, stealing candy, eating junk. Something we could wait, have, wait you, know, you stopped doing that. Oh, no, no, it's not over. It's not over. Believe you me, it probably should be though. Good. Yeah. Me. But uh, you know, endless Dallas Mavericks memories that you could list. You know, there's there's just eons of stuff, eons of things, and mm-hmm. you know, it's really hard to narrow it down to three. But you know, we're gonna do the best that we can here. So uh, yeah. Firstly, I, I'm gonna go with the first one, and, and it's something we talked about previously, and it's it's just. It's something that all Mavericks fans can can note that they are thankful for without a doubt, and that is the 2011 championship run and oh, championship yeah. victory in 2011 over the Miami Heat. By far, you know, far and away the best Mavericks memory of all time for anybody who is a Mavericks fan. I think everybody can attest to that and it, it especially was even sweeter after the 06 loss and especially considering yeah. it was against the same team. Um, yeah. So it is. You know, you can't be a Mavericks fan without showing a lot of love to the 2011 championship. Xfinity man knew it was coming. You know, y'all yeah. know, anybody who's anybody that knows, you know, Dallas Mavericks and any fans and knows we're always talking about the championship. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, I mean, we, we, when you've got just the one, you kind of have to fixate towards that. That was that was also one of my most ma- thankful moments, too. I'll, I'll let you know uh, just a little bit early. But the way that that Mavs team was able to do it in 2011, uh, you won't ever really see another run like that again in the way the NBA is built this, today, uh, you know being able to go through some of the early phases of the super teams on their way to an actual true team title, I, you won't see that again. You had to go through not just you know the Portland Trail Blazers, who are always tough in the first round. Uh, you had to go through the Lakers, who were coming off of – Back-to-back uh, championships. Back, yeah, back-to-back defending titles with Kobe and, and Dwight Howard still, I feel, believe, was on that team. No, no um, Dwight.
1: That was the uh, Lamar Odom, Paul Gasol – I uh, okay. still had Andrew Bynum at
0: the time. Okay, I thought Dwight was part of that team. I guess I was a year early because uh, I remember he he went and then Nash went too. Uh, but I think that I knew Nash was after. I thought Dwight was part of that team. Uh, that's right because they played Dwight one of those two years. Yes. Anyway, so they were the two-time defending champions. You get them in the semifinals. And then your reward for sweeping through that team not just winning that series but sweeping and looking like the just the more dominant team all throughout that year your reward is oh yeah the big 3 in OKC before they went their separate ways with Durant, Harden and Westbrook and also Serge Ibaka to you know who played a big factor in that team as well a year before they went to the NBA finals and you you get through that tough series in six games, and then you got to go through the other big three of the Eastern Conference with Wade, Bosch and LeBron. It, it's, I don't think you'll ever see a team that was built like the Mavericks were get through that kind of a murderers road lineup win a championship ever again.
1: All right And it's, it's one of the best runs by a superstar, if not the best run in NBA history. Dirk went through that went through that 2011 playoff run, averaging 27.7 points, 8.1 rebounds, and two and a half assists in 21 games on route to a Finals MVP and first and only NBA championship. He went he went through an absolute juggernaut, and and honestly, arguably, yeah. you could say our first round matchup was our toughest one. We were facing some dogs in the Portland Trail Blazers. You know, the, yeah. the Lakers were uh, you know less than impressive. When it comes to, you know, when we saw them in the in the semis, you know, being able yeah. to sweep the two-time champs after the role that they were on. Kobe was looking for another three-peat, and we sent him home without winning a game against us. That was yeah. big time. and It was huge. And most notably about this run and, and back when it happened, BJ, I was nervous going into the playoffs because, you know, we we relied on a lot of Karan Butler that year. Uh, oh we, yeah, we, we acquired him, and he—he he was a big part of what we were doing offensively in 2011. And he, was out. And, and he went down, and it was just like, man, you know, right like, as oh. we're back, right as we're back here to compete for it, we lose our guy, and you know, it just puts more pressure on Dirk. And man, he put it on his shoulders, carried it, and just like was like it was nothing. And then yeah, we, and
0: Xfinity is absolutely right. Uh, you know, Dirk was able to shake off the the negative storylines that had been a part of his career. You know, that finals loss in 06, the 07 where they got, uh, it wasn't swept by the eight seed, was it? It was just they lost in the first round. But they were clearly the, it looked like Golden State was the favorite in that series, the way that the Mavs played. But the fact that Dirk and and the Mavericks were able to make that run in 2011 and really just shake off all the, you know, the the bad stereotypes of, of, you know, Mavericks teams have passed uh you know getting players like you know uh Jason Kidd who's now the coach, you know Jason Terry, the Jet deserved to ring, uh Sean Marion, we had Tyson Chandler on that team. It was just well constructed and and props to the Donnie and and to Cuban at that time for for putting together a winner.
1: Most definitely. That's one of our memories that uh, that uh, memories slash moments that we're most thankful for, B. Yes. Now for the second one, I'm going to go in a little bit of a, a chronological order here. And BJ, I know you remember this all too well. We were we were we had just finished up high school the year before uh, when this when this happened. 2014. Yeah. yeah. Vince Carter sinks game winning shot in Game 3 to take a 2-1 lead over the San Antonio Spurs.
0: Yeah, I remember uh, I was coming home from somewhere, and I remember listening to that on the radio and just almost having to pull off to the side of the road. I was so hyped up. you know. I was like, I I really legitimately thought we were about to take down the Spurs at that time. Uh, Obviously, uh, Mavericks weren't able to to win the series, but the fact that Vince Carter hit that shot, it was such a – crazy shot, you know, falling away. That's just what Vince Carter did. No matter where he was, um, you know, with, what what team he was on, he always seemingly would make crazy shots like that in, in clutch spots. And so the fact that he's got one of the most iconic Mavericks shots in, in playoff history is, is phenomenal to me. I did not have it as part of my most thankful moments, but Drew, I'm certainly glad that you brought it up and, and that we were able to talk about it because I enjoy uh, – I enjoyed rem- going down memory lane and thinking about that one for sure.
1: Yes, indeed, brother. What's what you got for another uh, thankful moment from Mavs history?
0: Well, I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna go to June 24th, 1998, and I am thankful for the Milwaukee Bucks trading to the Mavericks, Dirk Nowitzki, because oh yeah, obviously you saw how how that went down. The Mavericks definitely benefited from. That trade, 31,560 points for Dirk in his career, over 11,000 rebounds, uh, nearly or over 3,600 steals in his career. Or assists. I don't know why I got steals, sorry. Uh, but he not only proved to be an all time great, he proved to be just an all time great Mav because he stuck it out and played every single year of his career, whether the Mavericks were good or not. And really, you know, was loyal to this, this franchise and didn't have to be in, a, in an era where, you know, players were chasing after rings and, and, and going after money and everything like that. Dirk multiple times took pay cuts to try to help bring in talent and make the team better. He proved to be the ultimate team player. And, and without that day in, in Vancouver where the, the draft was being held and without the Milwaukee Bucks, Making that trade, the Mavericks would never have their NBA championship that they have.
1: Yeah. Dirk a buck. Thankfully he was not. Shout out to getting Dirk right over here, man. I could I couldn't have lived with that guy going to be a buck and having that career over there. That would have been just devastating. But uh, you know, one one last little thing about that uh that playoffs. Uh, shot that Vince Carter hit back in 2014, man. Like yeah. you said, you know, I thought we were poised to beat the Spurs that year, and you know, that was the type of energy we needed to kind of, you know, carry it to win that series. We didn't end up doing so, but you know, still a, an excellent memory to to uh, to this day. And you know, every Mavs fan that you know you can think of that you know got to be able to be present and watch that game, you know, is always going to remember it as as one of the one of the coolest uh and most memorable highlights and game winners in Dallas Mavericks history. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sure. All right, for for my third memory or I should say most thankful moment uh in Dallas Mavericks history, it yeah, happened uh, back in back in 2018. Uh, you know, Dallas Mavericks had uh had a uh, had a very high pick in the draft and Yeah. They made the right decision and negotiated a trade with the Atlanta Hawks. They drafted Trey Young at number three and let the Mavs draft or uh, let the Hawks draft uh, Luka Doncic at five and executed a trade to bring Luka Doncic to the Dallas Mavericks. And he is the cornerstone and future of this franchise. Such a fantastic player. Um, just just been phenomenal for the fran- for the franchise, and is is going to lead this franchise to new heights as long as Jason Kidd doesn't let him down. Uh, Luka Doncic, uh, back in May, became the fastest active player to reach five thousand career points, passing the milestone in only one hundred and ninety four games. Uh, he's wow. all he, he he's all over the milestones in his career. I mean, there's there's a there's so many that you could list for Luka and what he's done already. All all above. Uh, you know, the, the leader in triple doubles uh, in the Dallas Mavericks uniform, you know, already climbing up the all-time triple doubles list. You know, you know, like I said, scoring as many points as he has so quickly and, you know, putting up all types of records. You know, the Luka Magic shot against the Portland uh, Trail Blazers. You know, I'm going to yeah. mix that in as one of my other thankful moments because Luka Magic was created that night. And it will forever live on uh, as long as Luka is on this earth. So uh, his his otherworldly start to his career has just been, uh, you know, exceeding all expectations of what anyone had for him coming into this league, and I, I'm so thankful that Luka Doncic is a Dallas Maverick.
0: Oh, absolutely, me too. I I absolutely could have gone with uh, you know the night that Luka was drafted and then traded by the Hawks to to Dallas as part of the the, the signing trade with uh, Trey Young. I, I could have gone with that. I, th- I thought about the night in Portland where Luka Magic was born. I went a different route from my last thankful moment. I Ooh. went back to April 15th of this year.
1: Oh. I went back
0: to Luka Doncic, possibly saving the Mavs from having to play in the play-in tournament with his crazy buzzer-beating three to beat John Morant and the Grizzlies. It was just an unreal shot as as part of many that that Luca has had. Uh, And I guess you could even to a lesser extent say thankful for Grayson Allen missing two free throws that could have iced (laughs) the game for for Memphis. Dang, that uh, was a
1: dagger to my Duke Blue Devil fan heart.
0: (laughs) But that was such a crazy game. And, I mean, it wasn't a certainty that the Mavericks were going to avoid the play-in tournament. But that, that win really you know helped spark them through the rest of the regular season and into the playoffs, and they were able to avoid the play-in tournament. And you saw that the Lakers fell down in there. The Grizzlies were in there along with the Warriors. Uh, you know, it would have been – it was so stacked in there. The Mav- the fact that the Mavs won that game and were able to avoid it, you've really got to credit Luca Magic. And and am thankful for winning that game at least because that one really helped set the stage for her the Mavs to continue to win uh, some other crazy games that they were able to do and, and nearly go in and, and win in the first round of the playoffs this year. For any
1: normal person, that's throwing up a prayer on the court. For Luka, yeah. That's just another day of Luca magic.
0: Absolutely.
1: Luca magic. Man, love it, love it, love it. Those are our Dallas Mavericks thankful moments, guys. And Now we're going to switch gears. Uh, pretty quickly here into the Dallas Wings side of things for my WNBA fans out there, guys. Um, yeah. Dallas Wings have not been a franchise for very long. So our condensed, you know, our moments threshold is very compacted. They've been a franchise since 2016. Well, they have been the Dallas Wings since 2016, I should say. So only a five-year window of being the Dallas Wings uh, before that, they were Tulsa Shock, Detroit Shock. So, you know, Dallas yeah. wing window is very small. But some good memories within it nonetheless, you know, and hopefully some championships down <laughs> the road. Um, but, yeah. you know, first and foremost for me, you know, I, I've gotten to see quite a bit of Dallas Mavericks basketball, man. Uh, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. But what I am thankful for is that, you know, an, another another great decision by – a Dallas franchise in, in 2018. Drafting Miss Enrique Agun-Bowale.
0: Yeah, you took one of mine, yes. man. You took one of mine, Drew.
1: Oh, I did. Well, hey, you can be right here with me, my brother. So Enrique, yeah. you, know, you know, the franchise piece – or sorry, 2019, excuse me. Franchise piece yeah, was fifth overall in 2019. And she has been, you know, the leader of this team. You know, she's already got a scoring title. Uh, she's been an all-star this year, all-star MVP. And, you know, is just, just poised to have such a fantastic career. Ha, has been compared to the likes of Cappy Pondexter, uh, who, who is one of the uh, W25 players, you know, one of the best 25 players in WNBA history. So that's good company for Enrique to keep. And, you know, she's, she's a dope person uh you know obviously met her many times had conversations with her uh you know she's just a phenomenal athlete and she's had some she's had some Arike magic out there you you know you kinda oh, can't, yeah. can't, can't can't steal the name of what Luka's got but you know we'll find something to give Enrique, but you know she had those moments in college and she just carried it over to the yes. WNBA you know you know very uh, a a very clutch player you know big time and she's only going to get better uh as she continues to add to her game uh, so I, I'm Drew, thankful that in 2019, with the fifth pick in that draft, that they drafted Arike Agumbawale.
0: Yeah, Drew, I, I remember uh, when watching her in the Final Four uh, for Notre Dame when she hit those big shots against, uh, I believe it was UConn and Mississippi State, back-to-back games. I was thinking, man, wouldn't it be awesome if the Wings could get her? Uh, you know, I didn't expect it, but she fell to five and, and – you know, I'm, I'm hoping that she continues to make the the other NBA, WNBA teams sorry uh, that passed on her uh, regret that. I mean, you know, you saw that she was, you know, All Star Game MVP this year, led the the league in scoring last year. Uh, it's just she's she's only you know in, in year three and, and already you know setting the stage to to be a, a star in the league and, and continue to lead the Wings. You know, got to the first round this year, but. Hopefully, the future is getting brighter and, and can go further in 2022.
1: And you can easily say that she's had the best career out of the four players drafted above her in 2019. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Young with the number one pick, Asia Durr, who's had some unfortunate luck. You know, bless her, but she's finally cleared his yeah. activities. Uh, Tiara McCowan and Katie Lou Samuelson. And those <laughs> franchises that passed on her are the Las Vegas Aces. New York Liberty, Indiana Fever, and Chicago Sky. Chicago, you know, less regretful than I guess any of them. But you know, the player that they yeah. have, they no longer have, but they did just get their first championship, so I don't think they're too worried about it right now. But probably not. <laughs> definitely, uh, you can you can probably count on the fact that she probably plays up anytime she plays any of those teams right there. <laughs> But uh, you know, on to my second most thankful moment for the the Dallas Wings here. It actually happened this year, um, most okay. recently in uh, one of their last games of the season uh, at College Park Center. Uh, this is an Alicia Gray moment here, guys. Uh, the Dallas Wings were looking to punch their ticket into the WNBA playoffs, and it came down to a final, you know, a couple of possessions and. Uh, or really, really, just this last possession. Uh, you know, uh, Alicia Gray came up clutch. You know, she's been known for you know being a good defensive player in this league, and you know, it's part of the reason Dallas Ma- or Dallas Wings resigned her uh, this off season. Uh, you know, Sabrina Ionescu went up for a shot to uh, give the uh, Liberty the lead, and Alicia Gray come up clutch. She didn't bite on the pump fake with 0. .8 seconds left, and she blocked the shot for the tie or or the win uh, rather and sent the Dallas Wings to the playoffs with that game ceiling block and you know after a two-year route and all the stumbles and bumbles and some injuries that the Wings went through that was such a great moment and you know it's it's one of the better moments in recent history something that is going to be memorable for a long time uh, for Dallas Wings fans and now, I know anybody who got to watch that game and is listening to this right now, You know I, I hope that you were hoping uh, that I said that today because that was such a, a great moment for the Dallas Wings fan base to to punch their ticket into the playoffs like that in, in, in the fashion that they did. So thankful for that moment right there and getting Dallas Wings back into the playoffs.
0: Heck yeah. I'm thankful for, I go back to July 20th, 2015. You mentioned this a little bit ago. Uh, without that day, We wouldn't even have the Dallas Wings. Uh, That day was when they announced that the Tulsa Shock would be heading even further south to come to Arlington to become the Dallas Wings for the 2016 WNBA season. Uh, And you've seen, you know, moments on the court that are great, you know, just as, as you mentioned the one here this year that clinched the Wings into the playoffs, but without even moving Far you know a little bit further south, we wouldn't have the wings in the playoffs. We'd have the Tulsa Shock in the playoffs. So I'm I'm thankful that that they decided to bring the WNBA to Dallas. And so I got gotta go with July twentieth, twenty fifteen, as one of my most uh, thankful moments for the Wings.
1: Definitely a great day in history. Thankful for us getting a uh, a WNBA affiliate franchise because um you know at you know before you know there was nothing out here since the comets. you know really well i mean the san antonio was out here as well um but you know you didn't think you hadn't seen anything since you know before the before the stars that got there uh you know stars and comets were the only thing rocking around there was no dallas team out here so to get that franchise out here you know uh you know coming from you know some teams you know in the detroit shock who had who had seen the championship before? You know, trying to bring that pedigree uh, this way. You know, through the Tulsa Shock brief era. You, you know, into Dallas right after. Uh, you know, very thankful that you know Dallas was able to acquire a uh, WNBA franchise. Uh, so that is that is a great moment to bring in there, BJ. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm hard pressed on this last one, and. You know, I, I could have gone a couple of ways. And, you know, it's it's been really hard to kind of, you know, decide on which way uh, I wanted to uh, go with this one, BJ. Because yeah. I, I thought about, you know, uh, car- uh, Arike's career high scoring night. That was a great day. Or, yeah. uh, you know, even, even this past season when Arike, or uh, not Arike, Marina Mabry, Made uh you know back to back and won three pointers over Courtney Vandersley, one of the best point guards in WNBA history. Uh you know those were just cool moments. She you know, she left the hand up with the three hanging. It was just that was a dope day. You know so many moments that have been uh really hype in uh in uh in Dallas in the Dallas Wings' history uh, as of late. But uh, you know I'm not even gonna lie to you. I had to break it down to a recent memory, another recent memory. And that was back in uh, 2020, just a year ago, a little over a year ago, about a year and a half, when the Dallas Wings drafted Saw II with the number two overall pick in the 2020 draft. Very versatile player. Uh, coming out of Oregon, playing with Sabrina Unescu, who we just talked about, who got the shot blocked by Alicia Gray, is one of my other memories. This year, mm-hmm. two, a, a budding young, young superstar, you know, coming into the league. You know, most people thought, you know, uh, Sabrina was the better player, and, you know, that has not really kind of held held firm so far as two is already an all-star and, you know, has, uh, has seen, you know, I mean, Sabrina's seen the playoffs, but, you know, uh, Saw as well, but just that All Star nod and her, her growth over a, a one-year period, uh, the way it has been, you know. So, very thankful that the Dallas Wings made another good draft a couple of years later and brought this young superstar because they were both All Stars this year. And uh, you know, Satu is a great person uh, and player. You know, she's going to continue to get better, and she has all the tools. She's still known as the Unicorn. So, you know, just. Uh, Two of my memories here being, you know, drafting the franchise cornerstones right now. So, I mean, uh, you know, hopefully these cornerstones can bring us a championship or two uh, along down the road. But very, very satisfied with, uh, you know, that selection back when they made it in 2020. And, you know, her and Enrique are going to be a tandem to watch out for for years to come.
0: Yeah, I almost forgot because of how long uh, everything's felt that she was drafted just Prior to everything, you know, going to where it is in the world, uh, in that 2020 draft, uh, but yeah, uh, Satu Sabali, uh, being drafted definitely is is got to be something if, if you're a Wings fan that you're thankful for, uh, you know, all the young talent that uh the Wings have had draft, you know, drafted in the past couple of years, you know, you saw they got the the number one pick this past year in fact they had what the first two right Drew?
1: yeah they had one and two this year
0: that's what i thought I remembered uh but so they've definitely had uh you know quite quite a, a a lot of players that they've gotten a chance to uh to draft here in the past couple of years and you're hoping that that uh Sato and, and Enrique can help continue to, to mold those young you know, young players and, and lead them to a championship. But uh, you know, Arike and, and Sakhu together, you've really got to be thankful for for both of those uh, players. If you're a Wings fan, sure.
1: That count as your your last uh, thankful that moment. That is, as well. yeah,
0: that is my last thankful moment. I, I've forgotten yeah. how, how how recent it was, but yes,
1: right. You know, I just you know, only only a franchise for you know, five years. years. So, yeah, so you know everything's happened so quick ever since it uh ever since it went down if you were asking me back in 2018 i might have had a different you know uh thankful moment there it it yes. had to do with with uh, the skylar diggin smith and then the acquisition of liz cambage but you know i'm yeah. not, not thankful for the way it turned out in the end so we'll just leave it yeah. where it was but, yeah but those are all thankful moments in uh Dallas Mavericks and Dallas Wings history you know, there's a lot of a lot of moments that you can continue to mention about both franchises, more so uh, the Mavericks than the Wings, only because of the duration of how long they've been here. But you know, both yeah. uh, you know both of our teams right there, we're we're proud of them and and we love being you know fans and uh, supporting them as they continue throughout their journey uh, in, in both of their respective leagues. Uh, but BJ, it, it's about time to play a little game. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, it's time for with it or quit it, man. With it or quit it. And since we're on this day before Thanksgiving, when when this was live, uh, it's time to go and continue with the thankful theme. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be going with Thanksgiving just in general with my with it or quit it questions. Okay, and those of you uh, in the audience are welcome to play along as well. All right, Drew, number one, are you with it or are you going to quit it? That stuffing is the most vital part of a Thanksgiving dinner.
1: Well, I want to first say, is it stuffing or dressing? Stuffing, is all, dressing, that's always either or. Oh, that's always in the competition. Yeah, either or. But yeah. uh, The most vital part of Thanksgiving. No, I would have to think so. I, I'm gonna say with it, I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to, I'd have to say that you know, it's 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 the main yeah. thing. Like, cause, you know, people have mashed potatoes year round, they have rolls year round, turkey yeah. and year round. The only real yeah. outlier, besides you know that disgusting green bean casserole that not many people like, <laughs> is is the stuffing slash dressing. You know, that's that is the that when you think of a the Thanksgiving dish, it is that right there. So. I almost feel like that one's, you know, an easy call. I'm with it.
0: Awesome. All right. Yeah, I also am am with it as well. It definitely goes on the plate. It's definitely part of of my Thanksgiving feast. All right, number two. Are you with it or are you going to quit it? That the Cowboys should always play after the Lions on Thanksgiving. Do you think that should stay the same as it always has been or do you think they should – Mix it up and, and play in Detroit
1: the later game one of these years. Ooh. Well, I'm glad you didn't ask if they should be the first game because that's a no. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of tough. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say that. Um, so hold on, re ask that for me because I don't want to say it the wrong way.
0: Okay. So with it or quit it, that the ever they should change it up. Maybe not always, but change it up at least every once in a while, and the Lions play after the Cowboys. It doesn't necessarily have to be the Cowboys play in the morning, but maybe the Lions go to the primetime slot, or or you have a different game leading into the
1: Cowboy game.
0: Just instead of it always being Lions game, Cowboys game, primetime game, basically, on Thanksgiving.
1: Okay. Well, okay. I'm going to say quit it, then because... I really like the Cowboys slot right in the afternoon because, you know, mm-hmm. if you put them on prime time, you know, some people with the full bellies that could be asleep, you know, <laughs> some, some people pay, some people take a nice good little nap after their Thanksgiving dinner. Well, which, you know, a lot of times it's not even dinner. People eat it at lunch. It ends up being yeah. Thanksgiving lunch and not dinner. So, uh, so I you think get
0: those that, nice little leftovers for the, uh, the prime
1: time. game though. Right, right. Well, I mean, dang, yeah. No, I'm going to stick with the spot where they're at right in the afternoon, you know, the 3.30 game. You know, it's not before all the eating, and it's not when everybody's, you know, so full they're passing out early. Uh, So uh, only dedicated fans of the NFL that are uh, also Cowboy fans are watching uh, that late game after the Cowboys are over. So uh, I, I like the Cowboys where they are, so I'm, I'm going to quit it hope they stay right there. You know, it's right in the prime time of when, when most uh, families are eating, so I like it right there.
0: All right, perfect. I mean, you know, I'm I'm all, I'm all for sticking with tradition, just thought I would pose the question. Never hurt. Uh, <laughs> all right, going back to food now. I, I know, kind of, I know, kind of know your feelings on this, but... Uh, oh. I'm going to go a little bit different before okay. I get to that question. All right, Drew. Are you with it? Are you going to quit it? The, the cranberry sauce belongs on your plate.
1: I'm quitting it immediately. <laughs> okay, quit, quit it. Quit it. <laughs> cranberry, the cranberry sauce and, you know, that cranberry stuff don't even, it's not even necessary to me, honestly. Uh, yeah. I, I've never liked it. Uh, I've never wanted you don't put any of it on my plate. I've just never had interest just <laughs> in the cranberry sauce. It's just like any and everybody can do Thanksgiving without the cranberry sauce. I'm going to absolutely quit it.
0: I'm right there with you. I, I just I don't know. I mean, there's definitely a lot of people that enjoy cranberry sauce. I've just never understood the, the need for it to be a part of the, the Thanksgiving piece. So I'm, I'm going to quit it as well. All right, Drew. Moment of truth. Oh boy! Are you with it? Are you gonna quit it? That turkey should be the primary meal on Thanksgiving.
1: Aside from stuffing slash dressing.
0: Aside from the stuffing slash dressing, yeah.
1: Yes, because
0: your your preferred your preferred you know choice of protein, basically.
1: Yes. No, we don't need ham. We don't need it. It's not necessary. Nope. Nope. We what don't about need the ham. chicken? I don't even, you know, honestly, I don't even think I have. Well, do I have chicken on Thanksgiving? No, I don't even. It, it like, it was on this little, little image I gave you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I I don't think I've ever actually had, uh, chicken at, at Thanksgiving. I'm going to drop this image in the, in the chat for you guys on, on halftime. Make your Thanksgiving plate right there. And there, chicken is one of the options, but, Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think you should go with turkey for sure. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I've never yeah. had a turducken either, so I, I I don't I don't understand the, the draw of it, other than you know sounding like a a bad John Madden reference, like Can I look at the
1: tr- turducken. <laughs> <laughs> <But, laughs> yeah, but, but, uh, yeah, I'm all yeah. About I trying mean, to grab my turkey and some gravy and going to town. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, there are some people I know that. That don't do turkey on Thanksgiving. They they'll do like you know they'll do beef or or like that. So I, I've known somebody that's like I, I don't like turkey, so we just always do steak. So I didn't know if, if that was just a rarity or or if it was common that you know not always a turkey for for Thanksgiving. So that's why I asked whether or not. Oh yeah, I mean okay. like, a man says he doesn't eat turkey really. So
1: oh yeah, I mean everybody has you know their preferences. You know I don't eat ham. Xfinity Man don't eat turkey. Uh, it's yeah. like that. We we probably can't I don't even know. Hey, Xfinity Man, if you if you pulled up to my, my, my Thanksgiving dinner, you'd be sadly disappointed because I ain't cooking no ham, so you might be a little hungry. <laughs> We might uh, I'm telling, you, I'm telling the you, if I
0: pulled up to, to Drew's Thanksgiving, I wouldn't, I would go home with a full
1: belly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't discriminate. I, I'll eat anything with in the plate, almost.
1: <laughs> Spaniel man said, that's okay, I'll eat pie instead. Like, hey, you better bring a second half of pie, because I'm going to eat one whole one.
0: I was, so was going to say, all right, uh, there's there's number five. The, The final question for this Thanksgiving edition, are you with it or quit it? that you have to have at least three different kinds of pie, at least three different kinds of pie available.
1: I'm going to say, from. yeah, just because that's, uh, I'm going to say with it, because that's what I'm used to. There's always, uh, there's always, you know, three different kinds of pies there. It's always uh, apple pie, sweet potato, and uh, pecan pie. So uh, no it, pumpkin? It, you know, pump, pumpkin pie gets tossed in there. Sometimes it's a swap pumpkin. between sweet potato and pumpkin. Like, but, you know, I usually always see three, you know, so I mean, it's uh-huh. just kind of just kind of the standard of what I'm used to. And, you know, I think most people could say that they're pretty used to it uh, as well in general. But um, I, I uh, you know, there's always a few pies. So, I mean, it's just common for me. So I'm going to say with it there, but the only one I really dig into is apple pie. So <laughs> uh, don't eat too much. Uh, if there's only one pie, I swear, if you don't save me at least two pieces, we might fight. <laughs> pro tip, might, the, more people up. Pro pro tip gonna-
0: the more people you invite to your feast, the more pies you have.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm going like, to ask, how many people like apple pie? If I see too many hands, I'm like, all right, go to the store and buy another one then, because... <laughs> not gonna be enough for everybody, and that's all I'm eating. Well, so well,
0: don't, <laughs> don't, don't worry, I, I won't I won't take any of your apple pie, just save me a slice of pumpkin with some of that whipped cream on top. <laughs> that's cool. Well
1: we we can we can do that. We can
0: do that. All right. Perfect, man. Awesome. Oh, key lime is good too. Oh uh,
1: I'm not I'm not you a key never,
0: lime. Guy. I never really I never really do the Thanksgiving though.
1: Right, yeah, it's, it's never really, unless it's requested. That's the only time it even, you know, kind of gets there. But
0: uh, ne- hey, never you know. the
1: strawberry. Oh no, I pass on that. There's, there's a, uh, oh man, what is, what is this one I'm thinking of right now? There's a, uh, there's a cake also sometimes that's at Thanksgiving. Um
0: uh-huh. oh. oh man,
1: oh, it's escaping the air now
0: like lemon cake almost or no
1: no not lemon cake it's uh, it's oh man i can't think of it i can't think of it
0: uh,
1: <laughs> not like a birthday cake type thing but it's like you know one of those yeah. those good frosted kind of ones that you get oh man i can't think of the name yeah.
0: like good. like chocolate frosted or what no you oh, no ew ew
1: no no, no, no. <laughs> i do not do chocolate cake nope. Too much chocolate, like I'll eat the Snickers and things like that. Chocolate milk, chocolate cake stuff, not for Drew. Nope, yeah. man, <laughs> bye. But uh, <laughs> that I can't might be your hottest sleep name of this cake. I can't remember the doggone name of this cake. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna eat at me for days now. <laughs> Goodness. But yeah, that that's gonna be the end of this episode, this edition of the lowdown, sharing our thankful moments in Dallas Mavericks and Dallas Wings history with of course a little bit of with it or quit it at the end guys make sure you check out the other podcasts on the leads podcast network shout out to our other guys at the lead doing their fantastic work I want to say a very happy thanksgiving to all that are listening whether you are listening live or you you are listening after the fact when this is posted to all platforms we appreciate your support and uh, I hope everyone has a very happy Thanksgiving with their loved ones. Enjoy it, count your blessings, and the things that you are thankful for. Uh, you can be thankful for the Dallas Mavericks and Dallas Wings, just like us. We'll uh, will we'll appreciate you for it as sure. well. We need we need that extra fan love too. But uh, you know, count count everything that you're thankful for this holiday season. Uh, be thankful for the lowdown as well. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> Shameless extra, plug.
1: And make sure you go follow us on Twitter at The Underscore Lowdown. That's T-H-A Underscore Lowdown on Twitter. We'll see y'all next week.
0: Peace.